The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll continue our handicap week 15 in the NFL in just a moment, but a couple pieces of breaking news. Hashtag crossing the wire, a.k.a. push notifications on our cell phones in the year of our Lord, 2023. This had been bandied about over the weekend, Ken, and we touched on this on the Sunday morning edition of the show. Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers for $700 million, literally. Seven hundred million, um, and there were rumors that that um, rumor had it that they that a lot of the money was going to be deferred. With the thought being, Otani wants the Dodgers to build a winner around him. He wants to win a, a world championship right after you know playoff utility in his years with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of North America of Planet Earth of the Milky Way Galaxy. So Otani's contract apparently going to make two million a year for the next ten seasons, and then get paid six hundred eighty million dollars, and apparently a lump sum, which hopefully he can cash in Japan to avoid having half of it taken away by the government in the state of California. So. 
Tyler writes in the chat, and he's 100% right, that this is going to fuel speculation that the Dodgers are going to sign Japanese stud pitcher um, uh, Yamamoto, um, who would join Otani, obviously, if the Dodgers are going to have all this money to spend now. They don't have to, the, the, the bill's not going to be due for another decade for the Dodgers here. So that's the piece of news in Major League Baseball. And then this is not a surprise. Uh, Drake May. Um, declaring for the NFL draft, so he'll, he'll leave North Carolina. Caleb Williams, the favorite in the betting market to be the first overall pick, but may certainly in the mix, and who knows how things can change before now, between now and the end of April. So again, any thoughts on either of those two? And uh, then we can get back to uh, the NFL Week 15. And then to get like this NBA push notification, like Kyle Lowry available to play Monday. I just got that. Like, too. well, that's not that's not quite the barn burner that the other ones are. That's not quite the same thing. But good for good for Kyle. Glad his back injury is okay, and he's going to be in the lineup tonight. That's nice. Um, I don't know if I have a lot to offer here from a betting standpoint. Just like the the Otani thing is weird, but uh, but I don't I don't know enough about it to comment on it. Like good good for him. In ten years, I would also like to get six hundred million dollars or whatever it is. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, how do I do that? Bet a lot of awards. That's going to be how I get there. Uh, and then with the the Drake May thing. You know, we always thought he was going to declare. He and Caleb Williams have been like sort of one, two for the first overall pick market for a while. This won't change that. Um, you know, like we'll see what happens with Caleb, but like I, I don't think that market would shift dramatically based on Drake May declaring. Uh, and then Herbert, we definitely thought was true already that he's very unlikely to return this season. Oh, so oh, I didn't, it's sort of like I, a, I didn't report this, Ken. Do you want to just report that quickly? I didn't say that to start the hour. That news just came in. If you want to, if you want to read that. No, I thought that was the last thing you did. Sorry, I was I was looking at my phone. I swear that was the third thing that you said. My fault. Uh, Adam Schefter said that Justin Herbert had right finger surgery, uncertain to return this season. So that's, which I, I think we kind of hinted at uh, when we did the game against the Raiders on Thursday night. So again, that market was already shaped around the idea Herbert was unlikely to play in it. Um, I mean, I can check the market for the game. I mean, the, ga- the game is held is holding at Raiders minus three. Yeah, everywhere. So like that tells you, and the total's very low, which tells you um, that this was not, uh, unexpected news that came out. So yeah, I think a lot of things that, well, the Otani thing we didn't expect, but I think, you know, with Drake May and Herbert, this is stuff where it's just like formally reporting things that we already knew. They're very interesting, like they're, they're very impactful, but just like we kind of already thought these were going to be things. So it just kind of confirms what we thought. Absolutely. So there you have it. Otani going to defer all his money till the end of the contract. Again, maybe that means Yamamoto. And like, the, you can bet this, because I get asked about this every week when I do my radio hit on WFAN in New York. Like, what are the betting odds where like Yamamoto is going to go? Um, yeah, all the stuff is, is, I think, pulled down for now. But, like, the Yankees and Mets had been alternating as the favorite to sign Yamamoto. I'm curious if, like, when and if. And not that you can bet a ton of money into it. Just it, it's kind of interesting, right? Like, the way you can maybe profit from a betting a betting perspective on this. Maybe the Dodgers become the favorite now for Yamamoto with this news in tow. Uh, so we'll see. And Drake May declaring. And Justin Herbert undergoing surgery. Which, at the very least, means, like, he ain't playing on Thursday night. Maybe he's back for Week 18. Which makes no sense for a team that's going to be out of it. His season probably done. And so, too, likely the coaching tenure of Brandon Staley in LA with the Chargers. All right, all our bets for tonight are on the way, but for now, let's hit a couple more games in week 15 in the NFL. Jake, bring the music up, and before we get to the Rams and the Commanders, Ken, I don't think we ever got an opinion from you just on like what you want to do in the game with Atlanta and Carolina, so while we were on the air in the last segment, you were kind of breaking it down. I was like, I need to go bet this, so I, I laid three minus 110. I'm willing to lose, and I'll be okay with it if I do lose, because I want to bet against the Panthers. Um, do, do you think you'll end up having a bet on this game? No, and if I did, I would like I would need a lot of Atlanta steam to talk myself into Carolina. Is probably where we are right now. Like less than three betting Atlanta, I think is makes a ton of sense. Uh, that number is never going to exist. It's probably going to be three and a half. 
I don't know if that's enough for me to bet Carolina in the game. Uh, I think Ritter's performance is on the road. Atlanta's performance is on the road in a bunch of their games. Um, probably make this at least close to the right number. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like the Carolina number I would need, like four and a half or something, maybe to bet Carolina. And there's just, there's like no way that's ever going to appear. So I think we're kind of in a range that I agree with. Um yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a lot going on. Maybe at some point later this week we have an NFC South conversation. Like all three of the the all three of the non-Carolina teams, like pretty similarly priced now to win the division after Tampa beats Atlanta um, and New Orleans wins, but like continues just like, like like imagine winning a game by the margin New Orleans won the game by, and off the game it's just like all anyone's talking about is like man everybody hates the quarterback. Oh, that team sucks. It's like yeah, you know they you know they covered and like won. It's like like there should be a positive conversation. Yeah, you know there should be a really positive conversation about this team, and instead it's just like yeah, this team they're brutal. Like oh, oh okay, what what happens after the losses? God, um, and I don't know if we're gonna find out because they play the Giants this week. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that game tomorrow. Yeah, that that division's interesting, and the way that the results have broken in that conference like increases the likelihood that like you could get a second team in depending on how the wins and losses go. A big part of that's gonna be like, do the Packers win tonight and run the table against a really easy schedule, which means like they lock up a spot, Dallas locks up the other one, or Philadelphia, but probably Dallas. So now it's like one spot for all these teams. But these teams are all still it can be division it can be a wild card um i don't think i'm gonna have a bet on the game because the the price on atlanta i want's never appearing the carolina number i need is unlikely to appear uh tampa plus 165 uh the bucks currently in first place with tiebreakers in the division all three of these teams are now six and seven tampa plus 165 atlanta plus 175 Derek allen and the new orleans saints plus 200 all right, Ken, let's go to the Rams and the Commanders now on Sunday in Los Angeles. Washington comes off its bye, and uh, and it is worth noting, because we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, like, is Washington going to fire Ron Rivera because they're spiraling out of control? Commander's owner Josh Harris basically, like, closing the door on that last week, saying Rivera is going to finish the year as the head coach. So I guess, like, things could get really bad, and they could get really embarrassed in this game in the next couple, and maybe he loses his job. But I think we have to operate under the assumption that Rivera is the coach the rest of the season. So the Rams coming off a loss in Baltimore where like Matthew Stafford played awesome Cooper Cup looked healthy and like I needed it in fantasy so that was great to see gives us a betting market here Ken the Rams six and a half point home favorites in this game against the commanders and a total of 49 uh given the two offenses that we'll see at play here and maybe the Rams expected to score a lot against the commanders defense without obviously Chase Young and Montez Sweat pen pencil blood or blank Rams and commies yeah this is uh the, the commanders took some action earlier, like uh, got bet a little bit when this market opened. And I agree with that. And there are still some sevens on the board uh, in a bunch of places, actually. Um, some minus 15 toward the commanders. There's actually a couple seven minus 110 still. Uh, I thought uh, about betting Washington at open, thinking that the bet would age really well. And this is just like a really classic. It's like, oh, like, why do games get bet really early on, especially before we have injury reports? Or, like, why do teams get bet during the week when injuries aren't involved? And we've talked about a lot of these setups. Whale comes on and does a good job talking about them, too, where it's almost like fatigue. Like, uh, the way the schedules breaks for both teams means that you're likely to get a good performance from one team and a bad from the other. I think the, Watch the Eagles the last couple of weeks, and maybe it's just that the Eagles are bad. Like, does anybody actually think the Eagles are bad, though? Or do you think, like, hey, they just played, like, an incredibly brutal, like, four or five games in a row, and the last couple didn't go great? 
because, you know, maybe they were totally out of gas and playing really, really, really good competition that had had lots of extra time to prepare for their games. Uh, the Chiefs have not played very well. Uh, and I think Whale pointed this out a few weeks ago. The Chiefs, I think, had like seven consecutive games against teams with a rest advantage over them. Something like that in terms of how this sets up. Oh, by the way, that's the same this week. The Patriots played Thursday and the Chiefs played Sunday against Buffalo. So like, again, like why do teams get bet? Even if it's just like off key numbers or a half point, and that stuff's like a big part of it sometimes. Three straight on the road against a team, you know, with a, that's in a, a reasonable spot, that happens too. And so, you know, like when we, when we look at this game, it's okay, like the Rams like flew across the country and like, you know, played overtime and the Commanders gave you a terrible performance and had a week off. Like that's, that's advantage commanders. <laughs> like that's like you could like, yeah, they're terrible. Also, they're a big underdog in the game. Also, this is advantage them in terms of like where the market should move. So my thought earlier today was like, do I need to bet these sevens? Cause I think they're going to go away. And then they're sort of like, you have the angel and the devil on your shoulder. Right. And it's like that, that, that case is one side of it. And then the other case is like, you know, they're the commanders, right. And that their coach, like every, like maybe the players all don't like the coach anymore and he's going to get, he like, maybe was going to get fired and now he isn't. But this is kind of like a, a lame duck situation with this entire staff where like, are you going to get a better effort? Like, a, you know, another team off a of buy here with this kind of advantage, you'd be like real bullish on just commanders are a little different. They're kind of just like going through the motions here, maybe at the end of the season. So um, I would, I'll just say this, like I would never bet the Rams at anything like this, even six, like would never bet the Rams at these numbers. Uh, it would be commanders or nothing. I would expect the market move more in their direction for kind of the rest reasons that I just said. So let, let's say five and a half pops, Ken, if you, if you're right. And like, like, and that number did appear, would you be interested in the Rams then? I mean, like maybe, but it, it won't. I, mean, we're not, I don't even think we're gonna get close to that. Maybe we get six, but I think I think we're just gonna get to like six. I think the set like seven is a key number. Being able to acquire that in a situation like this seems really good. So I think like those get bet, and then after that, I don't know if there's like a lot else that happens without injuries. Uh, also, so a couple, just one prop thought on this game: Terry McLaurin airballed like literally zero receptions, zero yards in Washington's game before it's by, uh, and then complained a lot after the game. I I think you'll see like. Uh, a concerted effort to get Terry McLaurin the ball in this game. That's just just my thought. As we oh, and then maybe he airballs again. I doubt it. I and think this will be a big Terry McLaurin game. To be fair, like fired Jack Del Rio, and then they, they had the Dolphins game was the first game after they fired him, right? Yep. So like whoever the new quarter is, the coordinator is that took over. Like you put in an impossible situation. You have to prepare for the toughest the call on the defense. Yeah. So just uh, sorry. So like the but the like the functionality of the way everything's working like changes in preparation for the toughest offense to prepare for possible and you play horrible and then you have a week off and it's not like the Rams are a picnic offensively to prepare for, but like you can see how this would create like that. a better situation yeah. for Washington. Like it's a better setup than like, Hey, I fired the DC and we got Tua and Tyreek coming to town. Like sounds great. Sounds like it's going to go awesome. Whereas like, this is like, Hey, we have a week off and the lasting image everyone has of our team is the worst possible team. Like that's like a that's a pretty good conditions to create a big number in the market. Uh tough to disagree. And the week before that obviously was they got boat raced on Thanksgiving by the Dallas Cowboys. Right. My my thought would be if you like Washington in the game, may, may, maybe maybe this can be a lower scoring game if the Commanders defense can be something that's a little different total. here with like it it is. Yeah. But like how are the Rams not getting to like 27 in this game? Like, how's that happening? Or at least not to like 24 or something like that. I would think they get well, to like 27. 27, 20, 27, 21. These are like pushes or wins on the commanders that go under. 
Yep, it's 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 close. We'll do more on this game. I I got nothing on this game right now. If you couldn't tell, so uh, we'll talk more about the Rams and the Commanders as we move along this week. Let's at least start on the next game here. And this one did feature Ken a little bit of buyback on the um, or at least a little bit of early interest in Arizona just at the number. Um, so the Niners traveled to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. San Francisco yard, yards per play yesterday ten. So they literally the averaged first the down. first down on, 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 on every single play against the Seattle Seahawks. Talk about circling the drain. Uh, Jamal Adams in your 2023 Seattle Seahawks. So this, op- hashtag yikes, this opened 14 last night. And I, I'm stupid because I'm like, you know, I, I think 14 is probably too rich here. And now it's 13 and a half. And I didn't bet it. And maybe, maybe the bet loses uh, or would have lost. Uh, San Francisco, Ken, currently sitting 13 and a half on the road at the Cardinals. Worth noting, Kyler in Arizona. They are coming off the bye. But against the Niners team, that looks like the best team in the league with a bullet. Uh, total is 48. Any thoughts here? And we can carry this over to the next segment as well. I know this total got bet up a little bit already. Like, does this total need to be like 51 or something with like how the Niners are playing offense right now going against this Cardinals defense? It just, uh, I like the over. Anything that starts with a four, I think I like the over in the game. The Niners are just like offensively unstoppable right now. And I, I actually think if you like the Cardinals in the game, uh, like you, you literally have to parlay them with the over. Almost, there's they're not winning a game like, you know, or covering a game like twenty one seventeen. Like I think it's almost impossible they do that to the Niners. Not that the Niners have to play perfect, just uh, there's almost always going to score a lot, and the game could play out a variety of ways from there. We'll talk about this game a little bit more on the other side. The Niners and the Cardinals. We'll hit at least one more game coming up for Week fifteen, and it would be a good one if we did. The Bills and the Cowboys in Western New York. Our bets for tonight still to come as well. NBA, NHL, and the Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors. But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com. 